This episode is sponsored by Gorgeous. Gorgeous is the number one e-commerce help desk that lets you manage and respond to messages from your site, social, email, and SMS all in one platform. They have built-in automations to handle common queries like order tracking and save your team time and money. Get a free month by clicking the link in the description and elevate your customer experience today. You're listening to the Agency X Podcast. I'm your host, John Sertakowski, founder and CEO at Avex, a New York City-based e-commerce agency for high-growth D2C brands. As always, I'm joined by our e-commerce strategist, David Anzalone. Our goal is to provide some insight into e-commerce, technology, design, and everything in between. Let us know what you think of today's episode and make sure to visit our website, avexdesigns.com. Welcome to the Agency X Podcast. My name is John, founder at Avix. Uh, today, and as always, joined by David, our e-commerce strategist. Um, hey, how's it going, man? Today we have a, a, a really interesting topic, something that we get asked a lot and something that I've been wanting to speak to for a while, uh, and that is what is the best kind of marketing stack within Shopify Plus when it comes to different SaaS products? Um, some that are extremely popular among some of the highest growth D2C brands, uh, as well as even newer brands that are just starting up. Some of these are really scalable and affordable for newer D2C brands uh, who are getting started on Shopify. Uh, but these are a lot of the products that most of our clients and many other uh, well-known names are using. And I'm really excited to go through this list and provide some insight what some of these different SaaS products do. Yeah, it's fun for a lot of the brands we work with. Uh, we always have some go-tos that we think are best in class for a variety of the, the different aspects of marketing from emails and reviews or customer experience. And uh, we'll, we'll tailor it based on the brand specific needs, but generally a lot of these are go-tos for most of the people we work with. So Yeah, and um, I think it's also worth noting that these, although they're the most popular, and we use them very often. We do use some others as well. And, you know, don't take this as a list that of like, hey, this is the definitive list of anything that you should use for your brand. You should do your research. You, could, you should figure out what's within your budget, what's, what's, what's going to work most within your tech stack and your marketing stack. Uh, and what, of course, works for how much can you afford and, and, uh, and what's right for your brand and your, and your customers. Uh, but so not a definitive list, but definitely some of the most popular ones. Yeah. So starting off the bat, uh, for any Shopify or Shopify Plus brands, uh, when it comes to email marketing, the preferred solution that we really like is Klaviyo. It's, uh, you know, if you're familiar with uh, anything like MailChimp, it's essentially an email marketing platform that lets you create flows, uh, flow automations and email campaigns. They've also got an SMS uh, service as well, and they integrate really well together. Um, John, what's uh, what are some of the reasons that you know we really like Clavio and why we recommend it for pretty much every client we work with if they're not already on it? Yeah, this is uh, this is pretty much a go-to when it comes to email. Uh, I think there's a lot of SMS options out there. Clavio does have a really great SMS product, uh, but there's others that 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 kind of provide a similar SMS experience. But Clavio is definitely dominating when it comes to email marketing. And the reasons why we like it is because one, it natively integrates into Shopify. It's really easy to hook up and just start collecting email addresses. Um, segmentation is killer in there, super important and easy to segment your list based on who your customer is and what they're buying and some of their actions, uh, the data science that they have and the automations. Uh, so 
flows are huge. Like we spoke about this on the last podcast or one of the last ones with our email marketing manager, Morgan. Um, and she gives some insight into the different flows, whether it's abandoned cart series or welcome series. Uh, it's really easy to set up these flows and manage them. Powerful analytics, um, A-B testing capabilities, uh, easily being able to set up sign-up forms on your site. All of this integrates natively or all of this integrates pretty seamlessly into Shopify Plus rather. So you're able to gather all your customer data. You can keep uh, your SMS and email campaigns all within the same system. Um, so much you can do with Klaviyo and especially for like CPG brands or brands that are doing subscriptions. Uh, having some unique flows and automations that really save you time and more importantly, generate revenue. Uh, so email marketing is still really huge. Uh, SMS is growing and kind of, even though it's been around for a long time. Uh, so Klaviyo is a real moneymaker for a lot of our merchants. Uh, and some of our clients that are currently using it, uh, Wolf and Shepherd, we actually manage their email marketing campaigns. They're, they're killing it on, on Shopify Plus and Klaviyo. Um, Kith, that was a longtime client of ours. I haven't worked with them in a bit, but uh, when we did, they were using Klaviyo and still are. Um, some other brands, uh, One Blade Shave, which we just recently launched on Shogun Frontend, which is a headless website. Uh, they're using Klaviyo as well. Uh, and then some other notable brands that we aren't working with, but are, are really great. And they're, they're really doing a good job with Klaviyo. Uh, Chubbies, everyone knows them, very well-known D2C brand. Nomad actually just bought one of their charges recently. Uh, Deathwish Coffee um, and a whole host of others. Very, very strong coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very strong coffee. But highly recommend Klaviyo. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of our brands are using it as well as other um, major D2C brands. So that's, that's a really much a go-to when it comes to email marketing. It's always, always good to have that in the arsenal. Yeah, and just to add to that too, um, one of the biggest reasons why it's a go-to for any brand we work with is uh, based on their pricing structure, which is, base, which is the amount of contacts that you have and the out-of-the-box features, especially for the flows, like the Welcome Series, Abandoned Cart, uh, Winback, a lot of these are templated. And it's so easy to set them up, even if you don't know anything about email marketing. It's such a quick win for brands of any size to do the bare minimum. And uh, we've seen this with uh, one of the brands we're working with, Perazzo. We sim by simply just setting up Klaviyo and doing the bare minimum of getting the flows up and running, uh, that's generated them, I would say, almost up to 30% additional revenue they weren't getting before uh, versus what they were previously leveraging, which was constant contact. But even if you're a more, uh, you know, advanced brand, uh, you know, with a lot more robust needs, Klaviyo really lets you do that with its flows or A-B testing or a lot of the custom events and uh, tracking setup you can do with segmentation. So it's very fluid for newcomers or seasoned brands. And that's really why we love it for email marketing. It kind of hits all the different touch points. But moving on from there, uh, Next is a platform that does a lot of things. It's mostly known for product reviews, but it's got everything from loyalty, uh, SMS, uh, UGC, and that is Yachtpo. Um, Yachtpo I would say is probably the most famous. Uh, it might even be one of the first major review platforms where uh, one of the best things about them is they have the they have this special technology that um, you know when they send review outreach emails to customers and you can set up automated flow outreach for that. 
uh, the user can actually leave a review right within the email. Uh, they don't have to click through it. They don't have to go to the actual site itself. And that really increases the you know, conversion rate of leaving a review. Other solutions do uh, have that now. You're starting to see that a lot more. But Yotpo was one of the first. Um, they're still really great. And John, why don't you talk about uh, some of the other solutions that Yotpo uh, strives in, why we really like them, and uh, you know other examples of brands that uh, use them. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yapo. I really love Yapo. They're 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 definitely the biggest reviews platform. I think Bizarre Voice might be technically maybe a larger company. I don't know. Maybe they surpass them. But Bizarre Voice. They integrate together. Yeah, they do integrate together now with syndication, which is which is great. Um, but uh, Yapo is definitely one of the go tos. Not only on Shopify Plus, but they work with other platforms uh, as does Clavio. But Specifically for Shopify Plus, very popular product when it comes to UGC, reviews, loyalty, SMS. Um, some of our clients use it for all of the above. Uh, so they kind of are somewhat of like an all-in-one marketing solution um, for like UGC and SMS uh, and, and loyalty. So I think their loyalty product is really great. Uh, some of our, our, our brands use it. Uh, they're most, like David said, they're most known for reviews, uh, which reviews are huge. Like brands that don't use, use, utilize reviews. I'm always like, uh, this is one of the main reasons why people are buying your product. They want to see what other customers think, especially UGC, that user generated content that you can integrate into your site, uh, really helps with some pushing a sale over the line. So this is another revenue generating product as does their loyalties, um, uh, uh, product it, it really helps build loyalty and has a platform that you can help manage things uh, and it's all in one dashboard so that's something that's really um, that, that a lot of our merchants see valuable um, their sms product kind of new they acquired um was it sms bump i believe it is yeah i believe um, so yeah they mm -hmm. acquired them a few years back and they're still trying to kind of really get off the ground i know they've been running some promotions for it uh excited to see where that goes uh, we have some merchants that are using that, uh, but it's a really great, Oppo is really great. Uh, it, and it is self-serve in the beginning for their free product, but you start to see the benefits as you start to grow. So it is the type of product that you could get on when you're maybe just on Shopify um, and maybe your revenue isn't too high and then you move over. It is quite of a jump price-wise when you do move over it. I think it's based off of volume um, or revenue. Uh, so there are some custom quotes that need to happen uh, but it, it's, it's still a really great product. And once you get to a certain revenue, uh, it starts to make a lot of sense with the amount of conversions that they're helping to drive. Uh, so some of our clients that are using it, again, one, one blade shave, the headless, um, website we recently launched, they're using it balance athletica that we recently started working with. Uh, they're a customer of Yapo as is Simmons, Simmons sort of bedding. I think all of the products under the Simmons, uh, brand that we've been working with, uh, both Simma, Simmons, Serta, um, Tuft and Needle and um, Beauty Rest. I think I believe they're all using Yapo products, which is amazing. Uh, and even some, you know, even larger brands or other companies, as we mentioned, Deathwish Coffee, another customer of Yapo, Chubby's, Jim Sharp, um, all Yapo customers, and a lot of others that are underneath that uh, that are using uh, either one or all of Yapo's uh, products. So another really great um, marketing setup that we really like. 
Yeah, and I think uh, a past client, but Tomboy X, I, I don't know if they use Yacht Post reviews, but they, I, I believe they're using their Swell loyalty program. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, and I, I, maybe when we were working with them, they were using Yappo. I'm not sure if they're still using it now, but um, they, they were customers of theirs as well as ours. Yeah. And one of the nice thing about Swell's loyalty program is, um, you know, again, similar to reviews, they've got a lot of robust automation capabilities. So they, without having to, you know, do the deep dive yourself, especially a bandwidth is an issue. Um, they help analyze, uh, you know, customer patterns and behaviors and can give you recommendations on what you should do to try to increase, uh, you know, your nurturing efforts with a client relationship, uh, whether it be ideas for um, types of like special events to run or uh, what points to give certain people based on uh, customers that have spent a lot recently. And I'd say as an ancillary benefit that's still really valuable is depending on the plan you're on and uh, especially at that enterprise level, you do get a customer success manager that does help you uh, leverage these tools to the fullest potential and they even help come up with strategies for what you can do with it, which I think is great. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. On, next on the list, I, I'll set this one up. I, David, I know you probably have a lot more to talk to about Gorgeous. Um, they're actually one of the sponsors of this podcast. Uh, so we definitely want to mention them, but more importantly, we use a lot of our merchants use them. Uh, Wolf and Shepherd and um, uh, I think Jay Peterman and a few others use uh, Gorgeous. Really love uh, their product. And what I like about it is that it's, it integrates with social media. It's a, it's one of the best, um, customer service chat for lack of a better term, chat bots out there, but it's way more than just that. Uh, David, you're a big fan of gorgeous. We'd love to hear what you think are the best, uh, value props of gorgeous is. Sure. And, and to be honest, if you've, uh, if you're listening to this episode or if you've ever listened to any episode, you'll, uh, you'll always hear, um, uh, me giving the value props for Gorgeous right off the bat. So a little bit of a recap, but one of the really great things about Gorgeous that resonates with me is the value of time saved from their automatic workflows. Um, and we love that phrase automatic workflow or automated flows because again, you save time uh, and money through the bandwidth that you're getting back. But by having automatic uh, responses for, you know, questions like order tracking or really common information like sizing uh, based on how you set it up. Uh, if you're a brand that's selling clothing and someone asks, uh, you know, what's some of the sizing information for a small, what does that fit? You can have that set up for um, a bot to give a response for measurements uh, or inseams. Uh, you can, they have these things out of the box, which is great. So you can make use out of them right away, but you'd also create custom ones based on the specific needs of your brand. And why that's really important is you're not missing any, um, you know, customer experience moments. If you've got people that are reaching out to you on Instagram through email, SMS, um, that's a lot to keep track of. And as your brand scales, uh, that's going to be harder to do. But with Gorgeous, you can manage that communication really all in like one platform, which is great. You can respond to it. You can follow up. You can have special flows for these different sources. And not only does it help save you time and make things more efficient, but by automating the responses to a lot of common questions that you get, you can spend more time for serious uh, involvement if someone's you know really complaining about something or someone has a very specific 
niche question or concern, especially if the category is maybe more health related, then you want to make sure that your customer service team is dedicating time to those and isn't bogged down by where's my order. So that's one of the big reasons that I really like it. And um, we love the fact that they're sponsoring this podcast because of how great their tool is. Just to speak to some of the brands that are using it, John mentioned uh, Wolf and Shepherd. Um, they're a big client of ours. They've mentioned, we've mentioned them before here and they make great use out of that. Other brands in this space are Dr. Squatch. Um, I personally love their soap, deodorant and organic toothpaste. Um, uh, it's up in the air. Some people like it. Some people don't. Uh, um, but... I'm not a huge fan of the deodorant. I'm going to say I love their toothpaste. Um, the deodorant didn't work out for me. I'm going to give it another try, but not. I, I wasn't thrilled. Let's just say that. I'm going to. I'm going to give it another try though, so I don't want to talk junk about them. You can't deny though that they've got amazing content. Probably yes. some of the best video content I've ever seen. That's they actually why, ran a Super Bowl ad. Yeah, they did. They did. That's that's also why I ordered it because their content was so good, and I wanted to try uh, like a you know natural deodorant. But we'll see. I'm giving it another shot. Yeah. Um, other ones, um, Marine Layer. They make really good, great sweatshirts. A little on the pricier side. It's sometimes ranges from eighty to a hundred for a sweatshirt. But if you've ever worn a really good quality sweatshirt, you'd know there's a huge difference between you know one of those versus a like thirty dollar hoodie. They last really long. I like their styles. Uh, others are Death with Coffee, like mentioned before. I I probably they're really great for days when I need it. And then Aura Organic, they make organic health products. I personally love their protein powder. But a lot of brands that we're all familiar with are starting to use Gorgeous, and we love to see it. Cool. Yeah, awesome. They're great. Uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of Gorgeous as well. Uh, moving on, next we have Nosto. Now, Nosto is – I really love their product. Um, there are others out there that do A-B testing and on-site personalization and pop-ups and things like that. Uh, some of them are more affordable. Some of them are a lot more expensive and more for enterprise brands. I feel Nosto is a really good spot for brands that are doing, let's say, above one, two, three million or in that mark, maybe even below, depending on your business. Um, and they're really looking to start optimizing for conversions. Uh, so a couple of our clients use, I know Jay Peterman is one. Uh, we're working on some others now. Uh, and we really love their A-B testing capabilities, really love the segmenting and the personalization. Uh, David, I know you work with Nosto a lot more uh, when it comes to uh, doing your strategies. We'd love to hear some of the, your thoughts on, on Nosto's product. Yeah, so the, I would say the two key differentiators of Nosto compared to some of the other personalization tools like LimeSpot that are out there is uh, the big one, which is content personalization. Because you'll have a lot of tools that do personalized product recommendations in the cart or on product pages, even uh, the homepage. But what a lot of them don't leverage is this thing with, which is content personalization. How that works is you assign various customer segments that could be based on age, uh, gender, location, uh, whether they're logged in or not, or if they've been a re repeat customer or a loyal customer and they do integrate with a variety of different solutions. And why is personalization important? Well, if you're driving traffic, uh, especially through paid media and you're paying for that traffic, you want to make sure that you're maximizing your cost of customer acquisition or CAC as we love, hate to say. So to do that, you want to make sure that what the user is seeing, the content they're viewing, whether it be a banner or specific products, 
uh, you want to make sure that it's relevant to them. And the way you do that is by creating these personalized segments and they do so through cookie tracking or, or, or third-party data through the browser. And um, it's a great way for you know, making the, the actual experience more relevant, more personal. Um, I think that's where Nosto stands out. The second thing about Nosto really love is how we actually implement it. So Nosto doesn't work where you can only use their special sections. Uh, they're actually code snippets that are injected into the content and sections that you build. That's great for us when we're designing, um, you know, when we're doing very different or robust designs for clients. Uh, it helps things keep very on brand. It makes them look unique and not uniform because for certain apps uh, or solutions, you do have to use their out-of-the-box widgets or styling. Nosto is really adaptive in that you inject the code into your sections and then it functions as is. And that's why we really like them. But it's a great enterprise platform. I would say it's also a great mid-tier platform, but definitely not an entry-level one. But I would probably argue most entry-level brands probably wouldn't need to dip their toes into personalization. If you want to, though, from a product standpoint or merchandising standpoint, definitely go with something like LimeSpot, which is uh, more affordable and, well, is a great entry point into product personalization. Awesome. Thanks for that that explanation, man. That was, uh, that was definitely, I actually learned a lot from that, too. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think Nasta was great to, to kind of, that made this lesson just to be a part of that marketing stack or SaaS stack within Shopify Plus. I, I feel like it's overlooked. You know, we almost have to bring it up to customers sometimes or clients sometimes about personalization and A-B testing, especially if they're uh, younger and just starting to scale. Um, so I think that's a great entry point for them and, and starting to make use of it. Uh, next on the list is Privy. This is definitely something uh, David, you work with a lot more when it comes to your uh, your e-commerce strategy strategy work. Uh, I know we work very closely with the team at Privy. We've been partners with them for a while. Um, a lot, of, I think, a lot of our clients use them. I know a bunch do, um, and they're they're really great. Um, really, re really easy to set up pop ups on site. You know, if you're using Clavio, it's super easy to set them up. But Privy makes it even easier, and also you have more control over them, and you could do like some AB testing and have more control over when it pops up and things like that. You know, there's a lot to this one that you could probably talk to a bit more, uh, but I really like it because it helps to increase the signups on a site. Um, and of course, you know, if you're, if, if you're like a lot of our brands trying to generate 30 plus percent of revenue from email marketing, you want as many signups as possible. Uh, and Privy helps do that. Uh, curious what your thoughts are on Privy uh, and how you may utilize it to help our brands. Yeah. So, you know, that's a great point that you made about Clavio themselves. They do allow you to put, uh, you know, sign up forms on your website and they are pretty effective where Privy, I think we like to, to combine the two. And that's the great part. Uh, Privy and Clavio have an integration together. You can actually set it. So um, when a user signs up for a Privy form, it does get added to a Clavio list, which can then feed into Clavio's own flows. But yeah, the targeting rules of Privy are amazing. You could target by you know URL, uh, landing page, um, referral source, uh, a whole bunch of different targeting parameters, and you can add a bunch of exclusion parameters too, which is great. And they've it's really easy to set up and keep track of, and it solves a lot of headaches for some of the clients we work with, uh, where a concern is you know I want this pop up to show up on this page, but you know not from this traffic. Uh, or from paid ads. And 
it's great. It's great to control the amount of seconds that something shows up or when a user scrolls down, uh, percentage of page you can make it pop up for. One of the other great things about it is um, the tab. Uh, these are these are tabs. You may see them on some websites where uh, they'll either be a um, like announcement bar, either at the top or bottom. They could be a button, and it has a call to action that says, uh, you know, get 15% off your first purchase. Why we love the tab format is if someone lands on your site and you know before they've even had a chance to really look at your products, know what they're know what they want or ready to purchase, that offer. Um, get 15% off or get 10% off your first purchase may not be that relevant to them. So they'll close it because they don't want to sign up yet. When a customer is ready to sign up though, we want them to still be able to do so easily. Having those tabs right there, sticky on the page, user clicks on it, they can sign up. Um, we're, we're letting them control when they give their information for some kind of discount or first purchase um, like promotion. And that's really great. That's really powerful. And for a lot of the brands we've set it up with, um, we've had some really great uh, sign-up rates. For Perazzo, uh, the sign-up conversion rate is about 6 to 7%, which is huge. And that's well above the industry average of about 2%. Um, and that's really helped build their newsletter list. And the analytics you have with it are really great. It's so easy to actually track how well your pop-ups are performing and what adjustments you need to make. And it even tells you the attribution of what led to a sale, um, which I think makes just very, for very good, clean data overall. But they've also got some A-B testing capabilities. Uh, we're currently running a uh, test right now where we're actually testing uh, discounts. We're right now, a one of our clients is running a 15% uh, discount from first purchase. We're actually testing that against a 10% discount to see if that makes a huge difference because of the client can you know save some margin and they don't have to give as much away, is that going to impact their newsletter list building it? If it doesn't, they can permanently switch to that, but lets you do those. Um, you can do exit intent pop-ups, uh, which is really great for converting traffic that have added to cart. Um, just a really great, easy to set up platform. It's another one of those uh, situations like Klaviyo where if you're a brand new uh, company, you just created an e-commerce site, at its price point and the features you get from it, it's a no brainer to set it up. And even though it does get more expensive as it scales, um, they've got a lot more robust features like cross selling, um, specific uh, targeting. It's a lot of things you can do with it, which is why I love it. That's great. That's great. Yeah, I'm a huge fan as well. Um, another one that I was actually just using today on our site, Hotjar, uh, which is for heat maps, recordings, surveys, incoming feedback, things like that. Really great for tracking customer behavior. Um, we use it on our site. I would say 99% of our clients use it. It's like one of the first things we do. If they're not using it, we install it for them yeah. um, because it has so much valuable data as far as where users are clicking, how far you're scrolling down, um, and a lot of other things. Uh, David, you you live in hot jar a lot more than anyone else here. Um, so curious <laughs> your thoughts on on this one. I'm a big fan of it. I love the data. I'm using it right this second, like right before this podcast. I'm, I actually have it open in a tab, just checking out some of the scrolling on the Avix website, see how we could better optimize it. So curious, how do you use it and where do you see it being most beneficial to Shopify Plus merchants? 
Yeah. And um, like Privy and Clavia, one of the great things is this adds a lot of value to plus merchants, but really any any Shopify store or any e-commerce store could benefit from it. But um, if you've listened to any, some of the other episodes that we've released recently, you might have heard Hotchart before. It's a behavioral analytics application that records heat maps, which is where users click and scroll throughout web pages. You can set up maps for different targeting parameters, like specific pages, like the home page. Uh, or related pages. So you could set it up to fire on all collection and all product pages, and it will aggregate the data and then place it over a page recording. And that way you collect the most amount of data and you can see what the common behavior is. And that's really great because when we see where users are clicking, um, that helps us understand their behavior so that we can figure out, okay, how do we improve this user experience? Are there, are there opportunities that are missing? We often look for um, phantom clicks or clicks on areas that, you know, there's nothing to interact with. If people are looking at a web element, uh, we've actually seen this with uh, one of our clients where there was on the homepage, this model, uh, the circular model where it would go through the different steps and people were clicking on this because it was a very visually engaging section. So we took that, uh, that was, we took that and we actually implemented, um, uh, URLs in it so that the client could update those sections to put a URL that the user could then click through to get somewhere. And that's helped, you know, that's helped direct the flow of traffic versus them getting frustrated, clicking on something that isn't working, or they think it might be broken and going somewhere else. We're trying to optimize it for what the user wants to do. Um, and that would be an insight that we'd have no, I, we would have never thought people would click on that in, unless we were looking at Hotchart. The screen recordings are also really good because you can actually view recordings of what people are doing. They're not literal recordings. They actually take mouse movement and they simulate what it is. Uh, it's more of a security measure. And one of the um, one of the most underrated features is actually surveys. So one of a, a really cool utilization of the survey format, where as a user, if they go to a page, you can do targeting with this too. It'll ask users questions. This is actually a great way of tracking um, some attribution sources. So if a user makes a purchase and they go to their the thank you page, you can actually have a survey pop up that asks the customer. Um, you know, where did you hear about this? Where'd you hear about our brand or where are you coming from? And that's a great way of collecting, uh, you know, empirical attribution data because sometimes the data collected in Google Analytics, even Shopify, they do their best to organize it and to properly label all the sources. Things sometimes get missed up or muddled. It's just a great way for tracking that and also to track maybe specific campaign questions. So really underrated feature that we love. Um, I think we'd be here forever if we had to list all the clients that would use it because I say 99% of them do. Um, and a lot of other big brands, uh, Deathwish Coffee, again, another one we mentioned before, Allbirds, huge brand, they make use out of it. Um, again, really no brainer. If you wanna understand what your customers are doing on your site and how to respond accordingly to that, use something like Hotjar. The only one thing I'll add to that is one of the reasons we love Hotjar versus other tools is a lot of programs, uh, SmartLook is one. And note, SmartLook does really great for event tracking. But a lot of heat map tools have an issue of recording on pages with parallax scroll. And a lot of the sites we work with do use parallax scroll. So Hotjar, they've accounted for that somehow. Um, so that, makes, that gives them a leg up in the heat mapping game. But their features overall are really great for 
our end when we're doing discoveries or um, retainer optimizations. Yeah, big fan, big fan. I, I, like I said, I'm not as much of a pro as you are, but um, something I've been trying to get a little bit more familiar with. And definitely helps Shopify Plus merchants optimize for conversions and really understand what users are doing. Uh, yeah, and, and on that note, there's actually um, the one final one we'd say is probably really important for a lot of Shopify Plus brands to use uh, is Grin, which is an influencer marketing platform. And uh, to be honest, I myself, um, I've been hearing a lot about Grin. Uh, a lot of big brands have started to use it. I don't know much about it. So I'll leave that to John to educate Yeah, us. I'm really big fan of what they're doing. It's an influencer marketing platform specifically for e-commerce, um, not just for Shopify Plus, but absolutely a lot of Shopify Plus brands are using them. Uh, there's there's so many really good brands that are um, – that are making use of Grin's uh, influencer marketing platform. One of our previous clients that we did some strategy work for, Inhale Health, um, as well as Tentree and, and Organifi. Um, those two, actually, those two last ones we're not working with. We Inhale Health, we did, uh, but they're making use of the platform. Uh, and what it is is, it is a influencer marketing platform that allows merchants to better manage their influencer marketing campaign. So if you're, if you're an e-commerce brand and you're make, you're, you're leveraging influencer marketing, you're likely working with one or a dozen or more influencers, especially when you start to work with a lot of different micro influencers, whether it's on TikTok or Instagram, um, YouTube, etc. cetera, uh, you need to be able to manage one, the budget, Two, the spend. Three, the revenue that's being generated and which ones are performing the best. Now, a lot of merchants are probably using things like spreadsheets or just like, you know, whatever they can to see what revenue may or may not be coming in from those merchants. Or sometimes they're using like like um, uh, affiliate links and things like that. Well, Grin is a platform that allows you to be able to kind of um, manage this a lot better and I believe it also helps to, well, it definitely helps with reporting and analytics, the relationship management. It's kind of a CRM for, um, for influencer marketers. Uh, so you're able to manage those a lot better. So some of the brands that are using them, using Grin uh, outside of Shopify, some of these like MVMT and L'Oreal and Trifecta, um, Urban Outfitters, Rockstar Energy Drink. So it, it is for larger brands that, um, I'm not sure exactly the revenue range or how much they're charging, but it is pretty pricey. Uh, but under, given that you're, you're likely going to be able to optimize your influencer marketing spend, uh, you should see a return on that investment. Um, and it also, what, even more importantly, well, maybe not more importantly, but another important aspect, it helps with discovery and recruitment. So actually being able to find uh, the right influencers uh, based, by, based on data. So you could actually, it's actually a um, discovery platform uh, to be able to find the right influencers for your industry um, and actually contact them more than just like, you know, sliding into their DMs. Uh, you're able to actually search for influencers that align with your brand. Uh, you could recruit those influencers um, 
um, similar to some of your top performers. So let's just say that you're working in fitness or in fashion and you have some top performers that are really bringing a lot of traffic to your site and helping you increase revenue um, through influencer marketing, through their channels. Uh, you could find other influencers that are similar to your uh, best performing influencers. Um, and so and you're able to manage all of this and, and monitor analytics. So it really puts a stamp of like professionalism and a lot more organization on influencer marketing, uh, which is not new, but it's still something that is super important. And I, I don't feel like there's any other influencer marketing platforms in the industry that are doing it as well as Grin. Uh, they're kind of like a go-to gold standard right now. Uh, and the fact that they're specifically focused on e-commerce uh, is just more and more attractive. Uh, once again, it's a little bit more on the pricier side. So if you're a startup brand, you may not um, you may not it may not be in your price range. Uh, but as your brand starts to scale and grow, uh, it, 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 it's definitely something that you should be looking at. Uh, I'm a big fan of what they're doing and uh, a lot of the brands that are utilizing the platform. For sure. Yeah. Influencer marketing, it's definitely not new, um, but I would say from the SaaS side, uh, it's getting a lot better. Grin's making that huge push in, um, you know, giving some, I guess, control or order because influencer marketing can be a very scary thing for a lot of brands who've never dipped their toes in it or don't understand it very well. And Grin really helps uh, you manage that and get the value of what it's worth. Um, one of the things that I do know a little bit about it that I think is great is it really helps you weigh the pros and cons on the influencers to work with based upon the price versus the range. And often influencer marketing is more than just hiring a really famous person and paying them a million dollars to promote your product. It's better to work with smaller, maybe more micro influencers who may not have the audience or reach of some of the bigger names, but they're going to have a very loyal fan base and there's, and you'll build up legitimacy through uh, relevant um, users versus going with big names that could view very much as more selling. But no, that's that's great. But overall, yeah, uh, you know, Clavio, Yatpo, Gorgeous, Nosto, Privy, Hotjar, Grin, that's the, uh, there's, there's others, but those are the main ones that we really like to recommend and utilize in our marketing stack for a lot of the Shopify and Shopify plus brands that we work with. So, yeah. And once again, that's not a definitive list There's definitely others out there, but you, you, you would not be going in a wrong direction. If you utilize this stack right here, you're, you're, you would be hard pressed to find something that you can't do when it comes to customer experience, uh, reviews and UGC, and email marketing, uh, analytics. It's kind of an all-in-one stack right here, which can get pretty pricey. Uh, but depending on where you are with your brand, uh, this could be a really go-to marketing stack uh, for Shopify Plus merchants. Yeah. And I think as a closing uh, statement, just because it had to be, I think it um, should be said, uh, all the ones we mentioned, uh, we mentioned them because we really like these solutions. Uh, while we're partners with pretty much everyone on this list, um, we make sure to recommend the solutions that are appropriate for brands, not just ones that we have some personal bias towards. So um, every single th app that we've mentioned or talked about here, we do really believe in and think of that are, they're great. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that's definitely worth noting. Uh, and we are not being paid for this. The only ones that are sponsoring our podcast here are gorgeous and they would have made the list anyway. Um, 
So we're, we're, we definitely use all of these on a daily basis and would never recommend anything to merchants uh, that we didn't feel was a good fit for their brand. For sure. Um, but I think with that, we can kind of wrap it up here. Um, if you have, have any questions about any of the solutions that you've seen listed, uh, definitely feel free to reach out. Um, and thanks for listening to us go over what we recommend as the main marketing stack for Shopify and Shopify Plus merchants. <laughs>